Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Happy New Year. As a special gift for 2015, we just wanted to give you our kickoff show of 2011. It's me, this is Liz, with Julie and Liam, talking about some of our resolutions and our optimism for the year. And uh, as I listen back to it, I think the resolutions are all still solid. We're sticking with them, and the optimism abides. So happy 2015. It's the Satellite Sisters. Hi, this is Leanne Dolan. I'm Monica Dolan. This is Sheila. I'm Liz Dolan. This is Julie. Real sisters, real life, real conversation. Tackling the world one cup of coffee at a time. The Satellite Sisters. Hello, it's Liz, Leon and Julie. Are you there? Yeah. Hi, Liz. Hey, Liz. Hey, Leon. Hey. All right. It's our, our first official Satellite Sisters of 2011. How you guys doing? Uh, Julie, what's going on? You good? Leon, you good? I'm like 15 pounds thinner, Liz. From January 1 to now, I've lost like 15 pounds. Look awesome. That's Leon. It's 2011, Leon. Anything is possible. Oh, I'm, I'm totally organized. Uh, taxes are done. And I'm 50,000. So thanks for asking. Wow. Your resolutions have really kicked in one week and you got it all locked up. I don't know. Julie, how are you doing with that? Well, you know, every year I, I start to go into a slump right at the end of December thinking, okay, I don't want to make any resolutions. I don't want to keep a journal. I don't want to do any of those things. But this year, I have to say, I am psyched because I came up with what I consider a new concept, or at least it's a new concept for me. Here's my idea, sisters. I, for 2011, I am keeping an idea book. Okay, it's not a journal, they're not resolutions, but they're ideas. They're my ideas, and I'm going to write them down in chronological order. And so at the end of the year, I'm going to have a whole book full of my ideas. How about that? Oh, so is there any goal to do anything about the ideas, or are you just the simple chronicling of the ideas? It's in, yes, Liz, that's it, writing down the ideas. So I guess my big idea, you know, big and small ideas, that's Uh that's the thing. All ideas, they're all welcome in my ideas idea book as long as I thought of them that's the, that's the only criteria so I do think that the first one that I came up with the idea book is a good yeah. idea. Yes. yes I think that's your biggest okay. idea so far okay yeah. so far okay then my first entry uh on January 3rd uh, here's my big idea well here's my idea buy a knife sharpener okay <laughs> oh that's... yeah huge so it okay. took you a full first two days of the new year to come up with that big idea yeah, I mean, okay. that's what I mean, Liz. So I, what's I the like fine to... line between a to-do list and a big idea? <laughs> no, well, okay, let me let me just tell you. Okay, so that's kind of buying a knife sharpener. Okay, I'm full of, filled with dull knives in my life. Okay, so I'm going to get a knife sharpener. I, 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 It's kind of a teeny tiny idea, as you would say. But here's the next one. Here's my next idea. Also 
written down on January 3rd is optimism. That's my theme for 2011. Nice. Okay. Okay. Okay, I like that. That's a good spirit. Okay. All right. So how about that? That's another one. Then you slip over to January 4th. Okay. Um, And, you know, our, my younger son, Will is, is getting married sometime in 2011, no details yet, but one of the idea, one of the concepts they're working with is getting married in New Orleans. So here's what I wrote the next day in my idea book. Okay. (laughs) Which is, okay, this is a surprise, don't tell them, but I'm thinking of making up some bride and groom Mardi Gras beads to give out. Oh, oh, that is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a great idea? I would would stop right there. I don't see how you could top that in the rest of the year. Isn't that a cute idea? Little brides and grooms possibly (laughs) clashing with hearts and cupids that we could pass out at um, at the reception while everyone's dancing? That would be excellent. As long as they lock in New Orleans as the venue. You yes. Know, if there's well, a last-minute change of venue, it's not so much. Yeah. No, oh, no, I, it's still fun. Yeah. I can think it'd be fun anywhere, Liz. Okay, but there's that's it, Liz uh, and Leanne. Okay. I have an idea book for 2011 just filled filled with ideas, like all kinds of ideas. And sometimes, you know, you know how it is. You have to start with the knife sharpener issue right. you know, before you get to the big one about optimism as my theme for the year. So I, but I'm, I bought myself a little pink notebook. Okay. Not too nice. big, not too small. And that's where I'm, I'm keeping all my ideas this year. I like it. It's also, I know how it is that like, once you reach, reach a certain age, if you don't write it down, it's just, it's just gone. So there's that, there's that element too. That, that is adjust, an adjustment for maturity. That is that is a painful truth, Liz. That's, uh, that's not okay. optimistic. That is not optimistic. That is Liz. not, and that's not, and my theme is optimism. I am yeah. very optimistic about 2011. So. Okay, all right. So you're writing down good ideas, Leon. Do you have an approach for for 2011? Well, you know, last year was the first time I ever branded my New Year's resolution with the letter rip, the year of letter rip. That was my concept just to say yes to everything, not overthink things, just really put myself out there and take a lot more risks. And that really worked out for me. Right. And can I just say the piece that you wrote about the year of letter rip, it was on Oprah.com, but now earlier this week, CNN.com posted it. Yes, Liz. All right. You know what? I'm actually getting letters from complete strangers based on the CNN piece, just telling me how inspiring they felt it is. Real estate agents, writers. It's been really kind of fun because, you know, CNN reaches a completely different audience uh-huh. than Oprah.com. So the pressure was on to actually come up with a theme for 2011 because 2010 works so well. But I could not continue to let her rip because, frankly, so I'm exhausted. Shut it down. <laughs> Coast for a while. How about that? Yeah, I wanted to keep the forward momentum. Just say no. Yeah, Yeah. what are you, crazy? Uh, Get off my back. Those were all (laughs) ideas I rejected. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, stay low. Uh, I I rejected that. But I came up with let's dance. So to me, it was positive. Julie, I'm with you on the Yes, optimism. Okay, 2011. It's going to be a year. It's forward thinking. It implies motion and engagement. There's a creative aspect to it, but it also has an element of fun. It doesn't, um, it's not quite as desperate as letter rip. (laughs) I'd like to actually do more actual dancing as opposed to metaphoric dancing in uh, 2011. So that is my theme for this year. I think having a little more Zumba in your life, Leon, will be good. 
Julie, I think of you every time I go. I think of you and I think I would I would love to see Julie in a Zumba class because that would make me laugh. So maybe um <laughs> maybe 2011, let's be optimistic that we yeah. can be dancing together, Leah. That's a big idea. Put it in okay, your book. I'm going to put that in my book. Put it in your Just book. write that right down. Let's dance with Leah. <laughs> Liz, you got anything going on? Well, you know, the uh, the second half of 2010 for me was kind of a regrouping time. I, I left my job in June, and I decided that I would give myself until the end of the year to uh, decide what I really wanted to be when I grew up, and but also during that time, get a few practical things done, right? So I was, uh, that was my goal in June. And so here we are, it's January 2011, and this is the month I'm going to close in on the job thing. I'm going to make a decision on a job. Uh, First of all, I would just like to say, in case you're curious, I will not be taking over for Robert Gibbs as White House Press Secretary. (laughs) Oh, I know that that one just suddenly opened up this week. I I know. I put it in my book, Liz, to mention it. (laughs) Yes, yes, as a possibility. Because they said they're trying to go outside the White House to kind of broaden it. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I just don't think that's the one for me. No, I've enjoyed being, during my short time in the television industry, I've actually enjoyed being in the TV business quite a bit. And here I am, I live in L.A., and it is a thriving industry here in this local market. <laughs> and uh, so for what I do and what I love, you know, I know I want to stay in that. So as part of my uh, investigation uh, going on right now at the famous Langham Pasadena, the hotel where many of the most excellent scenes in in the fabulous novel Helen of Pasadena take place. Uh, It's the annual Television Critics Association sort of two weeks of sessions where television networks come in and they present all their new shows to TV critics and uh, it's supposed to generate all this publicity for what you should be watching in the future. And Leon, you and I went last year, remember? We were just like hanging out in the lobby seeing all those HBO stars go by. It was really fun. It was fun. And, you know, I finally saw that movie, Temple Grandin, because remember we saw um, Claire Danes there and the actual Temple Grandin. Yes. And I don't know why I shied away for it for like a year and I watched it over Christmas. It's a it's a sob fest. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh my gosh. It is such a good movie. I, I just I hate to diverge. But oh, holy cow. I could not believe how great it was. I was like a sobbing for two hours on the couch. So there, there you go. That's so great. finally, a year later, I saw that Temple Grandin. It's really a good movie. All right. All right. Julie, you'd like it. It takes place in, well, no, it's not in Texas, but it's about cows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that Wait. sounded like Sheila. We, <laughs> yes, yes you, were, you were actually channeling middle sister Sheila on that. It sounded That's, like Sheila. It was like shocking from so many points, Leah. I okay. know. So but let's carry on. Let's we are talking. Okay, all right. So 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 yesterday I was at the Langham Hotel and a bunch of TV networks are doing presentations. So I'm kind of sneaking into the back, just looking at who's who's got good stuff going on, right? But trying to stay a little bit under the radar because you know I'm just investigating. It's just me. I don't really want anyone particularly to see me anywhere because I'm sneaking in and out of these sessions. But I went into one from uh, the National Geographic Channel and Leanne. There is a show here that just has your sons all over it, and it's called Beast Hunter. Oh, my (laughs) Okay, Beast Hunter, it debuts in March, and this guy, it's this kid named Pat Spain. 
Well, he's not a kid. He's 29 years old, but you know, he's a kid. And he's going out in search of sort of mythological animals. What I think there was a point in Satellite Sisters where you did a series on cryptozoology. Yes, Liz. You yes. know, I enjoy bizarre and weird animals. Yes. I, Fantastic. Yes. I, so I, Pat Spain, so in the first bunch of Beast Hunter episodes, he goes out, out in search of the uh, Mongolian death worm. Oh, Whoa, that sounds dangerous. Mm-hmm. Okay. It does sound dangerous. Death worm. Yeah, that's yeah, the, there, the there word death in your name is an indication. Swamp monster of the Congo, uh, the man ape of Sumatra. Anyway, he's got a million of these things he's going out in search of. He was so energetic and so funny and just amazing to listen to. So put put Beast Hunter on your on your list. But anyway, so so that's then a the, great. That's does a great he, does he have like a bullwhip, Liz? I mean, it sounds like right out of Indiana Jones. There. He definitely has that spirit, but he's also a, more of a scientist. He works in biotech in Boston, and then just goes off on these adventures. So he's Boston. just a really interesting guy. So. So anyway, so I'm sneaking out of that room, right? And the the PR guy from there starts handing me screeners, which are, that's the industry term for the DVD copies of the show, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, do you want screeners for this or that? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then he's got like three dozen big yellow balloons. And uh, he's like, hey, um, if you're local, do you want these balloons? And I'm thinking, I don't really need three dozen National Geographic balloons, but... (laughs) Leon <laughs> lives two miles from here. So I said yes to the balloons. I don't know what came over me. Uh, so I'm trying to sneak You'll out. You let it rip, Liz. You were just saying yes to things. Yeah, let's dance. Yeah. Let's dance. It was, I said yes to the balloons. So then, then I realized now I've totally blown any kind of anonymity slash cover that I had. Because I'm running out to the valet to get my car. But when you're standing there with three dozen balloons... <laughs> All of a sudden, everyone is staring at you, and I'm like, man, this did not work out at all the way I wanted it to. And then the valets come up, and uh, it takes me and five valets to jam all of the balloons into the back of the hatchback on my car, because you kind of have to hold them all down and then quickly close the car. And (laughs) and it was... (laughs) That, so, that seems like a very subtle getaway, Liz. Like, I'm sure nobody <laughs> saw that. I'm sure nobody saw that, Julie. Yeah. So that didn't work out the way I wanted to. And then I'm, so then I text Leon, like, hey, I'm on my way over to your house. And very quickly I get a text back saying, what, Leon? That you were not home. No, I was, I was at the high school making copies of the Mother's Guild meeting minutes <laughs> for the meeting last night. Something I had completely forgotten to do as the recording secretary. I am the worst. This is the worst job for me. I can't. I, I just don't see you in the role as recording secretary. It's, just, it's all wrong. It's very. You can't pers- speak. You're not I allowed can't. to talk when you're the secretary. No. Right. It's okay. terrible. <laughs> well, I hope you appreciate it as you drove up in front of your house at the end of the day yesterday. You have three dozen balloons and a bunch of screeners on your front steps. Yeah, Liz, when you said I'm bringing by balloons, I just didn't expect that many. I mean, it was a gigantic bunch of balloons. And then I thought, like, how did she get them in the car? What? And it's, it frankly was just not part of your personality, Liz, to deliver balloons. So you know what we did this morning? I took them down to Sheila's classroom. I took them over to the school that Sheila teaches in in Pasadena. is not far from me. So I took them to her classroom 
That's and excellent. I, in the third and I brought grade. her this sweeter. I wanted to share the balloon love because, of course, my teenage sons just thought they would go shoot them with darts, which <laughs> I was like, you know. Okay. Beast hunters, the balloon monster. <laughs> balloon hunters. All right. So, uh, so anyway, so I'm going to nail down some kind of job this month. I'll let you know when I do. But in the meantime, the list of practical things I was going to accomplish during the second half of 2011, yeah. of course, y- you get nothing done. When right. you have very little to do, you get nothing done. Right. Yes. The only way to get a lot done is to have a lot to do. So uh, the this week I've knocked off repairing my dryer. Um, Monday I have to start jury duty. Uh, the I am my banker has been bugging me to refinance my home, uh, and I was putting hey, that off forever. Ask yeah, good. And then the whole issue of I keep asking for. Proposals on long-term care insurance and my will. So all of those things I'm going to finish by this month too. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to make a decision about a job and start one this month. And all of those things, uh, they're on the list. Uh, January 2011, they're all going to get done this month. So you can okay. check in with me at the end Liz, of the month. I'm it. optimistic that you're going to be able to accomplish these things. <laughs> Let's dance, anything, Liz. <laughs> anything is possible in 2011. Just okay. keep that in mind. All That's right. A- Thank you, Julie. All right. Yeah, I saw one of these fun lists uh, at Yahoo. You know, I enjoy lists. And when you're just, well, sitting in your office doing virtually nothing. Procrastinating. Yes. Um, it, I saw this list of things babies born in 2011 will never know. So these are sort of ideas and concepts. Kids born today, they'll be obsolete by the time they're um, conscious. So uh, This is going to depress me, but go it ahead. Will let, let it rip. Okay. Some of the things I'm glad they're going by the wayside. For instance, watches. I've never worn a watch. You know, I have that weird thing where watches go wonky on me. It's a personal force field where I can't wear a watch. So. You know, and we've investigated that before, and we were surprised to learn that you are not alone, that there are many right. people uh, out there in our listening audience who also cannot wear a watch because of their personal force fields. Okay. Yes. All right. So All watches, right. babies born today won't know what a watch is, and that's what cell phones are for, frankly, in my world, is for keeping time. Um, you know, you really don't need a watch. How about travel agents will be going by the wayside? That's kind of sad. I feel sorry for that. I, I, I don't believe that. I really, I still don't believe that. Uh, okay, Julie. Really. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm no, just Julie's fine. very optimistic about the future of travel agents. I just think I think they may play a different role, but but at times you need a travel expert. Okay, and this idea that we are all travel experts and we can all just tap 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 and you know get optimal seats and tickets. No, okay. Sometimes you need people on the inside. It's like anything. Okay, so right. I don't believe. Well, can I just say, Julie, you plan travel to places like. North Korea and yes. Kazakhstan. Yes. So yes. you need a level of expertise that many people don't need if they're just sort of. Okay. You know. How about everyone who was stuck in the blizzard in New York and all those flights all across the country were canceled? How do you think you think get things done? Do you think everybody everybody was tap tap tapping on their computers trying to get into American Airlines Delta? It was all you couldn't you couldn't do anything online because there were so many people trying. To, to change tickets and stuff. That's when you need an expert. Okay. Well, Julie feeling strongly (laughs) about the longevity of travel agents. You know, Julie. Who uh, wear watches. I like travel agents who wear watches, Leanne. Carry um, on. I feel the same. You feel strongly about travel agents. I feel strongly about another uh, item on the list, which is paper magazines. 
I have launched a campaign to save the magazine industry. Julie, you yourself received magazines for me for Christmas, did you not? Yes, I have received notice that I'm receiving magazines. Yes. I haven't actually received any of those magazines. They may be out of business by now, Leanne, but I know they're coming. They're coming. Martha Stewart Everyday Food is an awesome magazine, and that Martha Stewart wellness magazine whatever it's called it's a fantastic magazine okay and okay it's, i'm looking it'll, forward it's, to it and that's it i am going to continue now to give magazines as gifts as god is my witness the paper magazine industry will not <laughs> i'm sorry is there anything more pleasurable than sitting on the couch and thumbing through a magazine no no there's nothing no, I, there's no, I agree no. I, I gave no. magazines this year too i gave mom and our sister-in-law susan subscriptions to sunset magazine Excellent magazine, Liz. Let's keep it. Yes. Yes. So uh, all uh, let's. So Julie, you're going to save travel agents. I'm going to save magazines. Mm -hmm. Liz, here's one for you um, that maybe you feel strongly about long distance. Uh, You know, here we are, we're recording on Skype for free, which I still don't understand. And it just seems wrong. I I feel bad. (laughs) I feel bad not paying, frankly. That somebody should be paying somebody for this. I kind of agree. I know. It just, it seems like long distance is not going to disappear because companies are going to figure out we should be getting paid for that service, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you think? What do you yeah. think, Liz? No, I think it's like a lot of other things. I mean, we know being in what they call the content creation business here in uh, this century, that mm-hmm. things you used to get paid for, you don't get paid for anymore. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> huh. That's you know, what it's, it's linked to that mag, those paper magazines, Liam. But it is. If right. we can save magazines and travel agents, uh, maybe we can save AT&T. I don't know. And then well, I wouldn't save AT&T I in particular. Wouldn't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> in fact, in fact I've noticed, I think a lot of people in my neighborhood, I don't know if this is technically what, I think a lot of people must have gotten new phones for Christmas because all of a sudden my cell phone service in my home is a lot worse than it was three weeks ago. You think there's more? <laughs> so is those it, are the witches that live in my sound. <laughs> well, it's just all of a sudden my cell phone, which is AT&T, is taking messages for me while I'm home instead of actually ringing. So what is up with that? It used to be used to be fine. So I just thought maybe there are so many more people on AT&T in my neighborhood that it's not allowing me to like get the full signal anymore. Yeah, uh, that's it, Liz. I'm sure that's it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just humor. All right. And the last thing on the list I'll mention, we've been predicting the end of this. This will go by the wayside. The evening news. Yes. Right. Who needs right. evening news anymore? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, duh. So, but Julie, get on travel agents. I'm going to say paper magazines. Liz, work on that um, wonky long distance while you're at it. Can I just say that you need the news, but you don't need the 30-minute broadcast at exactly 6 o'clock or 6.30 at night? Yes, you know? I think we can all agree on that. And right. so, so one thing that I've tuned into is, do you know that you can register to get a podcast of, like, the Brian Williams news every night? You can just sign up for that at iTunes, and you'll get it every night on your computer. You know, that's That's a very good tip. I'm going to put that in my book, Liz. (laughs) That's a big idea. Audio. It's a big idea. Audio. No, you're getting the whole broadcast, Lee, and you're you're seeing Brian Williams. It's not an audio podcast. It's It's the whole network news broadcast. It's sitting there waiting for you whenever you want it. So just FYI. Okay. Uh, hey, speaking of travel agents, Leanne, aren't you headed to Dallas, to Julie's home turf, sometime this month for the continuation of the Helen of Pasadena uh, book tour extravaganza? 
Liz, I am. I just posted on SatelliteSisters.com the details. I am going to be there for two and a half fun-filled, rich days of um, visiting with Julie, seeing her family, and doing book events. Julie has been instrumental. She has been on the ground in Dallas acting as my ground force there setting up um, events. Haven't you, Jewel? Uh, Leanne, I'm very excited that you're coming to the Big D, and and I'm trying to do my best to just turn it out. But the thing is, you posted at SatelliteSisters.com. All the information about the public events are there. Um, But you are wearing, I I, I can't even speak of that pink cowboy (laughs) you have on. I thought that was a nice Texas touch. I think she was 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 trying to pander to the local audience. No, 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 that is not how you pander to people in Dallas, okay? as, As soon as I saw that, I ran to my waste paper basket to retrieve the Shepplers. Are you familiar with Shepplers? No. It is one of the largest Western wear uh, stores in the country, okay? And this is where you go to get a real Texas cowboy hat, to get <laughs> cowboy boots, okay? And they send me coupons every single week. So <laughs> I, went, I went to retrieve the Shepplers coupons because if you show up in that, that dang pink hat, <laughs> You're in trouble. No, you're in trouble. Now, it's going to be a great, great time, Leon. First of all, you're doing an event at a really, I mean, you're in the too cool for school group with uh, with this with this store that you're going to in. Uh, it's in the uptown area. It's it's on the it's on the cusp of Highland Park and uptown. So this is the spot to be seen. You're going to uh, Nuvo, which is a fantastic um, sort of gift shop in that area. You're going to be there three to six. It's going to be a real happening event. Followed by the next day, you're headed over to Lover's Lane, where everybody wants to be seen and to be seen. Um, on Lover's Lane, you're going to be at um, Paper and Chocolate uh, from 12 to 3. So that's Right, so I'm doing two gift stores, basically, as opposed to any any bookstores. And uh, they're at different times during the day to accommodate different audiences. I think at the Wednesday one, I will be doing a reading. I'll do whatever people want me to do. Frankly, uh, I'll do a They're they're going to want you to dance, Leanne, here. Okay, a little two step. That's what you got to do, and and I'm also yes. throwing you a party. And I have to say, I just ordered seventy five pink roses for the party, Leanne. How about Julie, that? That's seventy five pink pink roses. And and you know, I've been on the party thing early on. Now, I you know. know, you, you t- I, do I not have little um, little napkins already p- printed up? that say Helen of Pasadena on them, pink napkins. You know, I felt so bad when I saw this because I thought I spent months planning the party at my house and it never dawned on me to do <laughs> custom napkins. Co- and, just, like, and I, custom apparently plan- I don't go to enough like fancy parties where they well, do stuff like that, custom paper goods. Custom paper goods and a little matching cup, pink cup, so that we can put pink drinks in the pink cup. So, but but it's going to be very exciting. You know, you have a lot of fans here, and um, and what people have said about the book that have you know that have read it here, it's like you could take out Pasadena and you could put in Dallas or you know specifically the Park Cities area of Dallas, and it's the same people. They just they just get it, Liam. It you know it is obviously the book is about Pasadena, but people all over the country can relate to it because they know these people. Well, the woman at Paper and Chocolate sent a rave review to my publisher the other day. So she's very enthusiastic. It's so nice to be in these two great stores. And, Julie, I'm just, I haven't seen your whole setup in Dallas. I feel like I've been there because Mom talks about it so much. Um, 
Yes, I oh, know. Oh, you have never been to Julie's house. No. Okay, this, no. well, that alone is worth the trip. Right. I mean, I mean, right. I mean, there are many reasons I'm going there, but mainly it's to check out Julie's pad, to see Alice and Benjamin. Yes. We're going to do yes. some book signings. Um, Julie, we have to, you obviously have to make me a hair appointment. Um, we can yeah. talk about that offline. Yes. Yeah, I think once get... you get that big Dallas hair, you are not going to need a uh, cowboy hat of any kind. <laughs> but maybe some nice cowboy boots. And, you yeah. know, and there is a lot of goodwill towards the city of Pasadena here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. As you know, because you follow all things associated with the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl Parade, TCU, Texas Christian University from Fort Worth, Texas, um, just a stone's throw from uh, from Dallas, you know, won the Rose Bowl this year. So many people from this area traveled out to Pasadena and had a very fine time in Pasadena. Oh, good. I'm yes. good. So I'm I think you have a lot of goodwill. So when you say Pasadena in Dallas-Fort Worth, people think Rose Bowl, and that was good for the Dallas-Fort Worth area because pretty much all of the other teams are, you know, in the stink hole there. So, um, so it's TCU all the way. You know it, and I have to say, their cheerleaders were unbelievably beautiful. Oh, boy. And even at 7 o'clock in the morning during the Rose Parade, in those tight purple sequin dresses, wow, yes. those were some yes. pretty Dallas girls. Yes, they, <laughs> so, have, they have some pretty girls here. So, yes, I will get the hair and makeup appointment. Oh, I'll, I'll have to put that in my idea booklet. Right but it is a big, that's a big idea for some big hair. It is a big idea. Yeah, you got to look good. You got to look so good. So the dates we're talking about, Wednesday, January 19th, and Thursday, January 20th. You can go to SatelliteSisters.com right now to get um, directions, and you can visit the websites of where I'm going to be. But should you not be in Dallas, should you not be able to be at the big to-do either at Nouveau or Paper and Chocolate, you know, January 19th that night, I was selected, Helen of Pasadena was selected as the Manic Mommies Book Club Pick of the Month for January. So you can actually dial into a live interview with me on the 19th. So even wow. if you can't be there in person, yeah. And it's, yeah, one of the Chaos Crew regulars, Mary, you know, the one who runs all the time. She's the crazy ultramarathoner. Oh, and yeah, I yeah. say that in the nicest way. Um, yeah. I'm married to a crazy runner. So um, she picked the book. She runs the Manic Mommies Book Club. She's going to be interviewing me on January 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And anybody who wants can dial into the interview and ask me questions and talk. So, okay. um, all That's that 7 p.m. Central time. Yes. I, and I have your closet ready for that big interview. So you can, <laughs> you can so either panicked. use. Yeah. I was so panicked that I wasn't going to be available. I was going to be right. Uh, so I have no, no idea what time zone Julie's in, but now I know. So that uh, is so really we'll... another Sheila moment twice in one podcast. I know. <laughs> my gosh. I'm spending too much time with Sheila, I think. You know, while we're sitting here, I just got a very nice email from Sheila thanking me for the balloons. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, Liz. That's good. No, it's really going to be fun. And um, I'll be at the event schlepping books, doing whatever Leah needs uh, to to make sure that she's the big star of the day. And uh, we're going to have a big turnout. And please come. It's going to be so much fun. And both of these these stores, but you probably already know them. They are great shops. And Leanne's, it's going to be great, great fun. So I can't wait for you to come, Leanne, um, and and we'll get you a good hat. Don't worry okay, about it. Excellent. Okay, excellent. Okay, all right. Hey, can I shift uh, event gears here a second? Because, Julie, it just dawned on me at the beginning of this conversation when you were talking about your son Will's impending wedding in New Orleans that your son Will and Prince William 
are getting married the same year. That had yeah. not even I had oh. not I had not connected those dots that both wills are like taking the plunge this year. That's right. Oh, yeah. So so can you watch Prince William's wedding and take any notes from that so you'll be ready for your own son Will's wedding? Is that well, will that be helpful to you? Oh, Liz, Liz and, and Leon, you know that I am the mother of the groom. And what mom, our mom told me, you know, as the mother of the groom, my principal activities are to wear beige and keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. That is really what, <laughs> that is the fine advice that mom gave, passed on to me about Will's wedding. Mm-hmm. But of course, I am doing a little compare and contrast. And now that the details of the royal wedding has come out, of course, I'm thinking about the own, my own wedding of my son. Now, you all know that, you know, Prince William is going to get married on Friday, April 29th yep. at Westminster Abbey, which made me think, hmm, they're getting married on Friday. Maybe they're having as much trouble as my will is having trying to find a church that isn't already booked. Maybe they wanted to get married on Saturday like everybody else, but we're, you know, but Westminster was booked, you know, because yeah, I'm sure that's true. Do you know, I mean, they've had several churches in I, I won't even say the states or where that have said to them, Oh no, you need to book two years in advance if you want to get married in this church. Really? Yes. I mean, how, who knows two years before you're engaged that you want to get, you know, that you want to get married on a particular date. How does that work? Or you stay engaged for two years? That's a bad idea. Yeah. That that never works. Okay. All right. So anyway, so Prince William is getting, and uh, and Kate are getting married on a Friday, Westminster. Wonderful, uh, a real wonderful venue. Good for them. I mean, we tried. Yeah. We just, we just couldn't, couldn't really kind of swing it. Uh-huh. But here's, there's a couple, and they're going to have a reception, Buckingham Palace. Okay. That's a good place for a reception. Yes. The queen is giving them a reception after the wedding. Oh, and gosh, you know, they lined up the Archbishop of Canterbury <laughs> to marry them. I mean, this is really, that's Bafo work. But here are the two details uh, that have come out about the royal wedding that are coming up that I'm very worried about. One is that Kate is going to be traveling in a car to get to Westminster Abbey. Okay, I think this crush alert, wedding dress crush alert. How are they going to get the giant, you know she needs a cathedral train, okay, right? Because you're in a cathedral, right? Didn't didn't Diana go in a car, like a car? No, she went in a a carriage. Carriage. Carriage, Liz. I mean, they're trying to say that... Kate is one is traveling in the car because there she's a very modern woman. I say no, she's going to crush the wedding dress. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have you been to have you been to England? They've got like museums filled with those carriages. carriages I mean, that's correct. I know they can't, they couldn't give her a carriage. Well, if you put her in one of those nice big London taxis, I think there's plenty of room back there for a full-on cathedral train. No, I that's it's crush alert. I think it's going to actually impact her dress choice because she's going to know she has to cram herself into a car to get to get over to the wedding. See, I think you know, that- Julie. Though I, I bet the royal family has some fairly large cars. I mean, I, it's not going to be a Hyundai that she's getting into. It's going to be. Uh, 
Okay, it's, it's not. Like a, there was that one that Camilla and Charles were in last month, where they got attacked oh, yeah. and yes. they were throwing <laughs> things at awesome. them. You know, I, I mean, maybe not that exact car, which looked like it got a little damage in the fracas. Uh, yeah. But you know, one of those big cars with big windows. I think that I'm sure they have a few. In All the right, garage. a car versus a carriage. There is no question. The carriage is the way to go. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, so that's, but they are going to take the um, the carriage once they're married back over to, to you know, to the palace for the big reception afterwards. So I'm I'm thinking that sounds fun. That sounds like a great time. And they're going to have their, you know, the queens hosting it. That's that's going to be a good time. But here, okay, here's the other detail I'm a little concerned about: the after party. Okay, is going to be given by Charles and Camilla. Ooh. Okay, does that does not sound fun. It's supposed to be dinner and dancing after the reception, but the hosts are Charles and Camilla. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's and it's fairly traditional, I think. But <laughs> I know, again, but they're the parents of the groom, Leon, so not so much. It could have been right. Kate's parents. I know. I mean, that doesn't really sound. You yeah. know, that sounds like. Well, big... you just have a thing about Camilla. I, I, you know, well, you okay. really. Uh, All right. If you were getting married, Liz, would you want to go? Would you want Camilla to host your after party? Okay, okay. When you put it that way, no way, no way. I'm going to tell the carriage to head to like any pub in London before I know. I, before I mean, I'm going to Camilla's place. Fun. Okay. So that. So these are some of the details that have, that have come out about the wedding. I think. I think the car is a huge mistake. Okay, <laughs> my words. Okay, and this after party sounds dreadful. Those are. <laughs> <laughs> now, Julie, as part of your wedding preparation, have you seen the King's Speech yet? No, Leah. No, I'm okay. not, I really want to go. Oh see my the God! Speech. Oh, Julie. I know it's like winning, you know, all kinds of accolades, and I know it's going to win all the Golden Globes and the Academy Awards. Is it as good as as it's supposed to be? You know what? I know you and I both love the Queen, so I think of it as a prequel to the Queen because oh. a lot of the things that happened in the Queen up nicely in the king's speech including the corgis that's oh yes right you get to see why queen elizabeth loves her corgis so much to me that was the best part of the movie that it includes more corgis (laughs) all right well that was that's a fine detail that's good but it does make you think like the last thing i would want to do is marry into this family i mean that's it really really uh, that you... was exactly my reaction, Leanne. Like, Kate, run for your life while yeah. you still have a chance. You can make a break for it. Just get in one of those London taxis and go. But it is fantastic. It's necessary viewing. It is like there's a movie that you can't think of anything wrong with the movie. I like okay. the script is wonderful. The story is wonderful. You've never seen the story before. The acting is superb. It stars Colin Firth, who should be the king. Why don't they make him the king? <laughs> Yeah, I, he, he would be good. He would be so much better than Charles, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's just awesome. Now, uh, that's, there you go, Liam. That's big thing, thinking. I'm going to put it in my bed. <laughs> After Party by Colin, hosted by Colin Firth. Now you good. That, that would be good, you know, because that's... And the corgis. Bring them on. They can come, too. Yes. Dogs in the wedding. That would be... One tip, Julie, if you go see the King's Speech, I would say wear a lot of warm clothes because everyone, every scene in that movie, I felt like the people looked very cold and the rooms look cold and they hardly have any furniture in them. You know, it's pre-war England (laughs) and they just looked like they were damp and cold all the time, didn't they, Leanne? I, I hadn't really thought of it that way, Liz, but you're right. Yeah. And I like to see Helena Bonama Cowdera. 
in a movie where she's not freaked out by Tim Burton. Yeah, you know, I, she's I actually Helena Bonama Cardamo. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay. she's Can't playing a lot Sheena. of one more time. No, it was, I, I loved that movie. It was fascinating. Yeah. And I took mom and dad to see it. And they were talking about it afterwards because they grew up in the 30s. They were both born in 27, as you know. Uh, there were things about, like, the king abdicating that they remembered. And Wallace Simpson, there were all of these memories of, like, ooh, Wallace Simpson, yee, coming up in the discussion afterwards. I mean, you would have thought that mom and dad were, like, in the same social circle with these people. Uh, <laughs> which as we know was not happening in Hampton, Connecticut. But um but it is it's a fascinating piece of history. It's such a tiny little story, but when you think about the implications of one man being king during the war instead of his loser brother, it's really a it's a huge piece of history when you yeah. look at it that way. Right. Uh, and uh and I agree with Leanne, like acting I just like Acting out the wazoo, I yeah. think would be the technical term. But not yeah. overacting. No. Not scenery chewing. Just everyone perfect. Perfect casting. Like because it's hard to imagine. I, I thought, do I really want to watch a guy, a movie that's all about a guy who stutters? It just seems like, you know how when someone is stuttering, it makes everyone a little bit uncomfortable? Yes. And yes. I was worried that the movie was going to give me that same feeling. But it doesn't at all. So, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's a green light from two uh, two satellite sisters. I'm go. All right. Uh, uh, one final issue that I wanted us to tackle here uh, before we close up our first show for uh, 2011. Well, first of all, we're just this is going to be a whole tech support issue. We would we would like to explain uh, that we attempted a final show of 2010. Uh, did we not? It would, Leanne, it was you, me, and Sheila all lined up and ready to go, right? We were psyched. I was psyched. And Everyone then, had something to say. And then we, we, we do this show. We all connect on Skype, and then I record it on my laptop, and that's what we post at iTunes and at SatelliteSisters.com. And for some reason, Leanne and Sheila and I could not all get dialed into Skype. And because we're us, we just assume it's our fault. Right, yeah. You just assume <laughs> that you are an idiot and that the thing that you knew how to do last week or the week before, you have just forgotten how to do. <laughs> and so we spent like an hour and a half each calling each other, dialing in, texting each oh. other, exp- uh, trying to figure out what was going on. And then Leon finally checked online. And it was not us. It was all of Skype was down on that day, right? Right. That's I had to go to Twitter to find out why we couldn't connect. I'm like, we're all, it's all over Twitter, Liz. Skype is down. It's just it's down worldwide. <laughs> it's not just the satellite sisters. So then, uh, so then we moved on, and that was it. That was our final attempt in in 2010. So here we are, 2011. Skype is up. We're up. We're good. We're good for the year. But I had another little tech support issue where. Uh, where I had that same feeling like, oh, it's me. And uh, my, I did fall for the whole hype about the iPad, right? I bought one last right. summer. And I know everyone in the world, like, loves their iPad. It's all okay. you hear about. It's just the, the most fantastic, magical machine ever. I would say, I kind of like my iPad. 
It's kind of nice. But, Interesting. But so you're, I, not, you're not in love. I'm not. I'm totally not in love. I sometimes it is more convenient than a laptop, but most of the time I I crave my laptop anyway. So I something was malfunctioning on my iPad. So I went online. I made an appointment at the Genius Bar at the Apple Store here in Santa Monica. I go in and uh, you know you wait around for all the geniuses and they're all about twelve years old and I'm waiting for the for my turn. They call my name. I, I present myself to my genius. Uh, I explain to him what my problem is. I haven't even finished explaining what's wrong with my iPod when he has fixed it. Now, that is just not right. That is just, it just makes you feel like such a loser, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Where Basically, all he did was reboot it which I had tried on my own, but not with the super secret way where you hold the top bottom and the bottom button at the same time and make it all close down simultaneously. So 10 seconds. Like what's that's wrong with the device that you have to have like geniuses to, you know, to figure out how to operate it. You know, I mean, you shouldn't feel badly about your product, Liz. You should have a good experience with it. You know, I mean, well, I, mean, I, I was think... I was relieved that it was so easy to fix. Basically, it had just frozen, and he like turned it off and rebooted the whole thing. But I had even tried. Have you ever had other like a, a cell phone or something where you have to stick the end of a paperclip into the little, the little <laughs> hole in one end? No. I had even I had even tried doing that to my iPad to get it going again. So it's a wonder. I, that's, <laughs> okay, that's that does not fair. seem like a genius move. But... <laughs> Paper clips in some hole? No. Yeah, it turns out that was the headphone hole. So that was not good. That did not help at all. But I didn't break anything in the process. <laughs> anyway, my genius was very nice. Uh, so then as long as I had this, they give you like 10 minutes at these genius bar appointments. It's not like you've booked an hour. So then he just showed me a few other little tricks I could do. And it ended very happily. And it was fine. But uh, it's just one of those tech support things where you never actually know if it's your fault or not. In this case, it was actually the device. It was not me. So that should have made me feel better. But anyway. I know, but it's still a little humiliating. The last time I went into uh, the Genius Bar, you know, again, sort of same thing, Liz, like in a matter of minutes, he had fixed whatever I had, you know, I had done wrong. But then he also said, as I was leaving, he's like, you know, your uh, laptop is now, um, it's, we're not going to be servicing them anymore, you know? I mean, it's like but four years old. does that mean? Old. How old is your laptop? It's like four years old. Okay, that's it. You know, you're done. Like four years in, in computer, you know, it's like he was saying I was yeah. 150. Like, I'm sorry, well, you know. You've got, you've got the Paleolithic computer. Yes, yeah. you're 150 years old and we can't really help you anymore. <laughs> you know, <I> was just, <laughs> it's just, the, your laptop basically is in hospice care or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Leon, just waiting I mean, for he was die. just, he was trying to let me down. You know, he talked in a very quiet voice, but it was just like humiliating. You know, if yeah. it's still working, you know, right. I was just, uh, it is the dilemma. It is a dilemma. It's, it's still working for you, but it's apparently yes. not working for them anymore. But their standards are so much higher, you know. I so you know. just have to. If it's good enough for you, Julie, it's good enough. I don't, know. I have a low degree of functionality, and I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy with it. Yeah, as Sheila would say, limited connectivity. You know, if you have like an ongoing issue with limited connectivity, a slow computer can sometimes be better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the first show of 2011. Like, 
everything is always online at SatelliteSisters.com. <laughs> yeah, at, everything. At ChaosChronicles.com and at HelenaPasadena.com. Oh, here's one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, we're working on a little project here to beef up the Satellite Sisters archives. And so that was one of our New Year's resolutions. We're going to start editing and posting more of our favorite things from the past. Right, sisters? We agreed we were going to work on this. Yes, Liz. It'll be a slow (laughs) slow rollout because we operate slow. We have limited connectivity, as we've explained. And... uh, But if you have favorite segments from past Satellite Sister shows or favorite interviews that you would like to hear again or favorite lab rats or cozy couches or whatever, just post those online or send us an email. It's sisters at SatelliteSisters.com. You know, we're going to do sort of the greatest hits. So what do you think the greatest hits were? If you have any thoughts about what specifically you want us to dig out of the Satellite Sisters archives and, you know. And we know. We know Officer Rubbish is a Hall of Famer, so <laughs> you don't. You can just leave that. We know. It's no, go fun. ahead. Go ahead and write. Go that. ahead and write. So we'll also post this question on the blog and you can, or on the Facebook group and you can post your answers there. But just think about it. We're taking requests, I guess is what we're saying. The Satellite Sisters Archives, we're taking requests. And over the next, you know, I don't know, a few months, you may start to see things magically. But it's a real thing, Liz. We've got a real uh, audio professional working on it, not just us. It's not us doing this in our spare time. (laughs) No, we're we're committed to... Uh, making our archives as complete as possible because we know actually that we have a lot of new listeners, people who are just discovering podcasting and didn't even know we existed. (laughs) Hard to believe Uh, that we were on the air for 10 years, but we were there uh, talking away for 10 years. So we're going to dig up some of the best of that stuff. All right. So that's it. So, uh, Hey sisters, have a good week. Take care. All right. Get ready. Get working on your outfits for Dallas. You know, Julie, the pressure is enormous. I know. I, know. I, I have some outfits, but I feel like now I need to really step it up. So it's, um, it's 2011. You're coming to Dallas. Yeah, there's. You know, you, you're I have one. In. Fan- Liz gave me a fantastic coat for Christmas, mm-hmm. so okay. I worked that already into one TV interview that will be making an appearance in Dallas. Okay, and good. then. You know, the clothes are good. It's me that's the issue. So it's me, actually, that I have to work on. That's, I'm back at Zumba, back at yoga. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing it all, as I said. I'm dancing, Jill. I'm dancing as fast as I can. All right. All right. Well, that's it for us. We are the Satellite Sisters. Stay in touch. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.